The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Vibing. Welcome back to Fat Girl Jokes Podcast, a podcast that is sometimes funny, but always awkward, just like me, Amber, your host, um, your one and only host, because once again, I do this shit myself, except for my boyfriend did set this whole thing up because I'm just too lazy to do it. Um, so I have been, it's been like 10 days since I put something out. We've been going through some crap, um, as everyone is. COVID's been a real hard hitter this season. Uh, lots of RBIs and uh, other baseball terms. That's that's as far as I know. The last 10 days have been rough. So I was um, studying for a licensing exam, had some personal family issues going on. Um, so thankfully, I am officially licensed uh, for my job. So I can handle... Um, I work in insurance, so I can handle insurance claims uh, and basically operate insurance things, policies, that kind of thing in the states of Connecticut, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont. So that's exciting. Also, what's exciting is I don't know if you guys can hear a difference, probably can, but we have a new muff for my mic, a mic muff. Yes. <sighs> It's supposed to like, it's supposed to like do that whole, not make it sound all, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so we got a nice little green muff going right, right in my face. Um, so I have been trying to think of what to record, um, cause they don't want to bring up my personal stuff right now. And on top of it, um, I mean, licensing for insurance isn't really exciting. So I'm trying to think of it. And I was just like, you know, let's just go deep, you know, (laughs) let's go deep muffs. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just thinking about like, you know, my second, third episode was about periods. Like, let's just go into it. So I'm going to be talking shit about my ex. If you know my ex, feel free to tell him. I don't give a fuck. Grandma, please stop listening at this point in time. This is not an episode for you. Mom, also, please stop listening. (laughs) I don't want you to hear these things. I don't know what's about to come out of my mouth, and I would really appreciate you guys not knowing either. Um, So I'm going to give you guys a little second to turn it off. Um, Graham, you can start listening again next episode just to be safe. I love you so much. Thanks for being my number one fan. Always listening to me. Mom, I love you too. Now, please turn this off. I was the ugly fat kid who was like kind of invisible to everybody. Um, If anyone watched Sweet Life of Zack and Cody when we were younger, um, the girl with the glasses, the really curly hair that was like obsessed with them, um, I was actually told that I looked like that on a fucking daily basis, even into high school. Um, So that's how awkward I was as a kid. (laughs) It was not fun. 
Um, I was not that creepy. I don't think at least, but whatever, I guess. Uh, I didn't think I was that creepy, but apparently people thought I was just like her. Whatever. I don't even know her name. I'll look it up someday. Um, but I was not, you know, the, the first choice of most men. I had my first, like, hand-holding only in school boyfriends in, like, eighth grade. And then... Um, my first actual boyfriend happened ninth grade. And what's funny is that when I was dating him and hanging out with his friends, I had actually met my future boyfriend for after that. Um, but I didn't know like really who he was at the time. And actually at the time I was dating my first boyfriend. Um, I, you know, I didn't like my next boyfriend. It was a weird friend group dynamic it gets weirder as we go on and you'll realize why kind of both of them are dumbasses um one more than the other though so my first boyfriend um he had very much like a i used to call it a god complex because i didn't know what god complex meant at the time but he just was like maybe it was like a savior complex where he just thought he he's a narcissist that's got to be what it is. He was just all about himself all the time. Like just everything he said was just about how he felt and how it was just all about him all the time. Um, And he actually broke up with me over Facebook Messenger in 2010, early 2010, broke up with me over Facebook Messenger. Our internet was out that night. I never got it. (sighs) Guys, I walked into high school. I was still in freshman year. I walked in. It was right after the Martin Luther King, like, holiday. I walked in. I was just like, hey, like, has anyone seen my boyfriend? And they're like, yeah, I just saw him in the cafeteria. Why aren't you with him? I was like, I don't know. He he usually meets me at my locker. He didn't meet me at the locker. So I go over to his table, sit down. I'm like, of course, hey, babe, love you. How's it going? Like, kiss. And he's giving me, like, side friend hugs. And I looked at my friend after he left, and I was like, oh, my God. He's going to break up with me. You need to figure out what's going on. So my girl, she is a ride or die. This girl is number one. I will always go to her for things um, because she gets shit done. So this girl does her little digging, calls me at the end of the night um, when I'm in bed. And she's like, girl, have you gone on Facebook yet? I'm like, no, our face, our internet's down. I can't get on the computer. All I can do is log on to the internet on my phone and my mom might find out and it might cost us money. Yeah, that's, that's that time of this whole decade. Okay. So... She's like, well, let me read it to you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, he broke up with you over Facebook Messenger. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? I was so pissed. I was so pissed. And at that point, like my friend was actually like more sad than I was. At that point, I was just like, this is some bullshit. Like you didn't have the balls to say something to me when I thought we were still together. Come on come on. So what ended up happening was this kid that I actually purposely did not like because my current boyfriend at the time didn't like him. 
we ended up being in a class together the next year, my junior year. And close to the end of the year, after a year of us bonding over how much we hate my ex-boyfriend, how much we hate him, we get together. Okay. It's my first legitimate high school boyfriend. You know, we hang out, we go on dates, I meet his parents, all that stuff. We going to get into some shit talking. Okay. I, I'm like the, um, I feel like the, uh, the matchmaker from Mulan when she's like, now pour the tea to please your future in-laws. You must respond with a sense of dignity. We about to get some spilling going. So this is my like main boyfriend of my life before my current one. I hold a little round. Hold a little round. Yep, I did a little hoe down around with some guys off of Tinder when I got to college. But that's for a later time because they got names. They got stories. Maybe we'll do that next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> Maybe it'll be another 10 days before I post again. Who knows? But we're going to talk about this asshole today. So this is my real boyfriend for the time being. Um, we got together the end of my junior year or sorry, the end of my sophomore year the end of his junior year. So we spent a lot of the summertime together and the day we started talking, he like friend requested me on Facebook and we were messaging in Facebook messenger and he was like, I really like you. Oh, oh, was that bullshit? Like, who do you have a crush on? Well, who do you have a crush on? It's like, now I realize how fucking dumb we were but he was like well I have a crush on you and I'm like oh I have a crush on you um later I realized that he's butt fucking ugly that's beside the point um so (laughs) I'm really gonna get real mean because this motherfucker hurt me he triggered my depression he triggered my anxiety and I suffered for years with mental illness because of this piece of shit so I am going to tell the world I'm going to tell the world. So bask in it, you asshole. Anyways, so we were talking on Facebook. I like you. You like me. I said, should we change our Facebook profiles to say in a relationship? And he was like, if you want to. So that's how we started dating. Um, Basically, your girl fucking, your girl did it. Okay. That's a main theme here. If I want something, I'll do it. If I don't want it that bad enough, I don't really do it. I'm a lazy piece of shit. Moving on. So we're like dating and I use air quotes over that. Um, We're dating and we like talk on the phone, whatever. I think he said he loved me like the second day we were dating. We were about to hang up on the phone. He goes, okay, I love you. Bye. And I'm like, stop you don't love me. We've been dating for two days. He was like, but I do love you. And I'm like, "Mm, you might like me a lot. I literally said this. I was so proud of myself. I'm still proud of myself. I was like, you may like me a lot, but you don't love me. Uh, And (laughs) who knew three years later, it would still be true. So this motherfucker told me he loved me. And wanted to date me within like two days. Like he initiated most of it. He initiated a lot of it. 
I really set that shit up, but he did a lot of it. He was the first person to kiss me. I did not kiss him. Um, so just, just keep those, those little facts in the back of your mind. Okay. Cause they're important later on in the story. So we date for two and a half years at that point. Um, and we went to my junior prom, his senior ball and my senior ball. Um, let me tell you some of the things wrong with this guy. He almost never said my name. He almost never said any, like, he didn't address me as like, hey, Amber, hey, babe, hey, love of my life. Like, he never addressed me, which I always thought was weird. Um, and if he did, it wasn't something memorable um, since, oh my gosh, I don't even know, since like our first year together, my boyfriend calls me Babs. There's a story behind it um, and it's really cute. And so he calls me Babs. I call him Bubs or I call him love of my life. Um and that's how we call out to each other. He will use my name if it's necessary. Like, hey, Amber, I need you for something. Um, and I don't think people understand how important that is in a relationship. Because it, it makes you feel like you're actually there. And like they actually appreciate you and, and acknowledge you. Um, not having him say my name when we were dating was just very weird. Um, and I still find that very weird. I found it weird then and now and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So just so you know, guys, we're almost at the 15 minute mark. This is going to be a long one. So if you need to take a break, you can drink something. I know my stuff isn't really this long, but I got a lot of pent up baggage and I owe you two episodes. We might as well make it a 30 minute one. So sit back, relax, you know, if you need to get a snack, pause. He... Well, I thought he liked me a lot. I am very much a planner. I am the first person to put in my head, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. I'm going to go here. He's going to go there. And I had this psychotic idea that I was going to go to school for fashion. He was going to support me. We would move to New York City and have a wonderful life. (laughs) No. Um during our three years of dating. Um, and yes, this was still technically adolescence. I think we broke up when I was 18. Um, so we were still teenagers. I was a teenager at least. And, um, he actually had a very sick mom, um, who passed away uh, a couple years ago. So rest in peace because she was really sweet. Um, but he had a really sick mom the entire time we were dating and I was there for him 24 fucking seven no matter what. I went to the nursing home. I went to the hospital. I went to her house. I went every fucking where because his mom was so sick. And because I'm a good fucking girlfriend, you know, I did my best to speak with his dad. I tried my best to have a relationship with his sister. Um, his sister loved me. Uh, we had a lot in common actually. Um, but she wasn't around a lot cause she had her own life, whatever. But I was a fucking catch, okay? And I supported him through his mom's, like, some of some of his mom's sickest days. I don't know what happened after I left. But point is, is that out of the three years we dated, probably two and a half of those years, she was in some kind of nursing home or hospital. 
now you guys got the picture of kind of where we were, where how things were going for a good two and a half years. Um, I decided that I was going to go to a community college first, and then I was going to see where I could go afterwards. So I really, I encouraged him to go to college himself. He's not the best in school. Um, probably, I'm honestly 95% sure he has some kind of learning disability. Sorry if you're listening to this, you have a fucking learning disability, you should go get it checked out, and you probably need therapy if you're not already there. Oh, there's just so much to unpack. There's so much. So, this guy probably had a learning disability of some sort that went untreated. Fine. I'm understanding. But what I don't want is to think that I have a future with someone that doesn't think about their future. It's okay if you want to live in the moment and really, you know, enjoy what life has, but to like accept a minimum wage job and literally not have any hope or plan or idea for anything afterwards, nothing, just, yeah, being a manager of this fast food restaurant sounds pretty good. I can get myself a nice car. Like, great. That's so cool. I'm glad that that is your fucking goal in life. You know, if you're a manager at a fast food restaurant and that was your goal in life, congrats because you had a goal. If it wasn't, but you're still doing good, congrats to you too. I'm not trying to hate, but what I am trying to say is that everyone has hopes and dreams. Everyone has ideas. If you have a hope and dream to be a mom or a dad or just a parent in general and you end up being the manager of a fast food restaurant good on you at least you have something you want this guy had he didn't want anything he didn't want a future he didn't want to get married kids like he didn't want anything I know we were young but I was just light years more ready for life than he was so I ended up pushing him towards going to community college as well. It wouldn't be the same one as us, so we would have some time apart. Um, I would later regret this decision. Um, And I pushed him to go to um, this, like, basically it was a trade, honestly. He was learning how to work on cars, which is the only thing that he has ever shown interest in, other than uh, forcing me to have sex. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I told my grandma not to listen. Um, while we're in the tea, while we're stirring it around, adding a little honey, stirring it around, making it a little sweet, um, I'm going to also make it a little bitter. Uh, he would pressure me into sex constantly. Um, and since then, I've had actually issues um, with other guys because of it. Sometimes you can initiate it and be okay and I think this is something that we we really need to keep talking about just because you initiate it once doesn't mean that it's okay to keep touching her uh, until she's ready to go again like if she says no it's no stop touching her it's not I'm gonna keep touching her until she says yes so there was a couple of times that I was pressured Um, I remember a couple of times I cried afterwards I would go to the bathroom I'd pee and I'd cry I'd tear up a little bit, wipe my eyes, whatever. Obviously, that scarred me. Um, but we're working through it. You know, you guys know all about my new therapist. He's the bomb. He helped me a lot. We're doing great. 
Um, shout out Tony, what's up? That being said, the whole that wasn't a huge portion of it. The the pressuring me into, into sex thing. Found out later that he actually did it with uh, another girl. Um, he pressured her into sex, but we'll get to that. So I'm just throwing everyone under the bus. Oh well. So, anyways, I got so sidetracked. Let me back up. So, other than the sex pressuring, that kind of thing, um, I didn't obviously know that it was a bad thing because, you know, we didn't really talk about that kind of stuff even just six years ago. We didn't really talk about that. It was, you're the girlfriend. If your boyfriend wants sex, you, you just give it to him. You fake it till you make it. So... Beyond that, he was only interested in cars and sex. And, oh, TV shows about fixing cars. So I was like, dude, go to school. Learn to fix cars. You'll love it. And I'm just like, you got to do something with your life. And I've always said that I nagged him into going to school. Um, And it was only recently that I realized that it wasn't really nagging. It was like a, hey, you could do something. You could make more money. You could do something you love. Do it. If anything, I was a little pushy, but I won't ever call it nagging again because nagging is a negative connotation. I think it's something that is very um, connected with females. And I don't like, I don't like using that word anymore. I just don't. Um, so I pushed him to go to a trade school of sorts. And he just became more and more miserable. Uh, once I left for college, he just like, he was just miserable all the time. And looking back now, I think he was miserable most of the time. Um, if we weren't having sex, he was miserable. Um, I remember it was probably maybe year and a half into our relationship, maybe two years. I, I can't, I don't remember. It was one of our balls, senior proms, whatever our balls. It was one of our senior balls and we went to three proms together. My friends, do you think he called me pretty once? Do you think he said I looked nice? once? Do you think he said anything? Did he even try to hype me up? No. No. Because he was a miserable little bitch. Miserable. Didn't want to take pictures. Didn't want to do anything. He was just miserable. And the thing is, is that like, I tried to support him. I tried to give him all of the support. You know, you're going through a lot. You got a sick mom. You know, your family life's not the best. You don't have a lot of money. That's fine. Like, let me help you through that shit. But you don't got to be rude to me, you know? So I pushed him to go to this school. And after a year, he went for a semester. I was at my school for a year. Come back, um, I was at the end of my first semester or my second semester. Uh, I had become an RA, so a resident assistant. So I was at like the big uh, end of the year dinner with all the other resident assistants. 
and I get a text message right at dessert. The girl, the waitress comes into the private room and she's like, okay, so for dessert we have, and she lifts up the little dome over her dessert and I see my phone at the same time and I just start bawling and I run out of the room and the lady thought I was upset about the desserts. I came back in later. She's like, I thought you just didn't want brownies. I was like, no, I think my boyfriend's cheating on me. Yeah. So I got a text and it said it was a long ass text from a girl that worked with him, basically stating that he would come into work when I'm not there because we used to work at the same fast food restaurant. Um, He would come into work when I wasn't there talking about him going on dates, talking about him uh, talking to other girls, touching another girl's boobs, making out with other girls. And I was shattered, of course, crying in the bathroom of like a freaking country club. And, you know, a couple of my friends came in. They were just like, go call him, like call him, figure it out. So I go outside, call him. He denies everything, of course, Because what are you going to do when someone finds out the truth? You're going to lie more, right? So he tells me nothing's going on. The girl that texted you was really upset with me because I got the supervisor position and she didn't. And he like straight face lied to me. My dumb ass is like, "Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like she's just mad at you, whatever. So I kind of pushed it out. I would say a couple weeks later, I noticed that he's getting progressively more distant from me and just more and more miserable. So at one point I offered, I was like, do you want to go on a break? Like, do you want to take a break for a week? Like figure some shit out. I'm sobbing on the phone telling him this. He, on the other hand, is like, well, I guess if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. So I should have known right then and there. I should have just broken up with his ass, but I didn't. That's why we're here today listening to my traumas. I asked him to take a break for a week. I made it three days before I was like, I miss you. Like, can we date again? Not a fucking day later. Not a fucking day later. It was like late August of 2014, I think. Not a day fucking later. I was like, let's get back together. We go out on a date and we, I remember, oh, I remember he fell. He fell on a, um, he fell on a longboard and he tore his groin so badly that he couldn't actually like walk upstairs. So I came to him and I was like over there, like trying to make sure he felt comfortable, make sure he was okay. And of course the minute that I sat down next to him. He was like, hey, you want to you give me a handy under the blankets? I was like, your dad's in the other room. Like, what? You, you literally just tore your groin and you want me anywhere down there? Are you serious? I was like, that's so disrespectful. No. And then, of course, he, you know, shut down and he didn't want anything to do with me because he's a fucking asshole. So after that, we go on a date after he gets healed like he's able to walk again so a couple it had to be a week later we go on a date and we get home 
my mom is in England on a business trip. I swear to God that that sounds like really bougie, but it really is. Like my mom was on a fucking business trip in England for like a week. So I was by myself. Oh, excuse my phone. Oh my God. What the fuck? Sorry. Um, and I brought him home and we were just chilling. You know, I wasn't playing anything. I just wanted to hang out. And I got a text message and it was, or sorry, it was a Facebook messenger. Yeah. I don't know what's with Facebook messenger, but like that's, that was just a thing. So I get a Facebook message from this girl that I knew he was friends with. And I actually friend requested her prior to this. He was like, oh yeah, my friend, I'm going to call her cheese. I'm going to just call her cheese because she had a, a cheesy name. Um, so she was just, he was like, yeah, my friend Cheese, like, she's really cool and all this other stuff. And everyone listening to this right now was like, um, red flashing lightsaber, hello. And I wish my dumb ass saw those red flashing lights. But my fucking stupid ass was like, oh, she sounds really cool. We should hang out together sometime. Like, I'll friend her on Facebook. So I friend her. She never friends me back. Never friended me back. So then I get this text. I get this message. And it literally, I swear to all of you, the first words, hey, I fucked your boyfriend. I'm really sorry. I saw that and my whole face just fucking dropped and I'm sitting there right next to him right fucking next to him he's got his arm around me I'm sitting right next to him and I'm just scrolling and reading everything she says that he came over to help study sometime and they had sex and he was telling everyone that we were broken up and that I was a crazy ex-girlfriend like that didn't fucking cause me mental health issues later on what so I look at him and I say let me see your phone. And he was like, what? Why? No, he wouldn't let me see his phone. So I said, what the fuck is this? Mind you, she had receipts. This girl came in with receipts before receipts were a thing. She had screenshots. She found out that that I was still dating him and she must have gotten conscious and was like, oh, hey, by the way, I fucked your boyfriend. So I get screenshots of their messages. This child ass motherfucker used a code name for me. So if I ever saw it, but I would never because he wouldn't let me in his phone. That is a toxic trait. You should not have secrets on your phone unless you're buying her a fucking ring or it's a surprise gift or something. If you do not know the code to your significant other's phone, you guys are hiding something. It's not right. It's toxic. Okay. It's just not right. Me and my boyfriend, we have the exact same fucking password. We don't, we don't need any other passwords right now because it's us. We want to have kids. We want to get married. Like, that's it. So she tells me that when we were at a concert together, me and him, when he was fucking miserable, he ruined my first concert. Ruined it. I was dancing. I was singing. I looked back. He was stoic just like like texting the whole time found out later he was texting her saying oh I'm at this concert with Corey and 
she made me come here. I'm not even having a good time. She's like, well, why don't you leave? And he's like, well, Corey is the one that, you know, I can't leave Corey here. And like, like, first of all, you're 20 and you're using a fucking nickname for me in your tweets. Like, if you're going to be dirty, just be fucking dirty. Don't try to wash it off with some soap. No, you're just fucking dirty. So she sends me these receipts. I shove them in his face. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, she's lying. Oh, and he starts crying, screaming. Like it was a movie scene. He threw his phone. His phone bounced off my floor. And I swear to you guys, it bounced up off my goddamn floor. And it broke one of my mom's favorite dreidel statues. (laughs) my mom still hates him specifically for this not like oh he broke my daughter's heart no he broke her ceramic dreidel and she's pissed (laughs) so he's like throwing a tantrum and I'm freaking out because he's saying he's gonna hurt himself which again toxic fucking trait and this is so fucking serious we're taking a stop full stop If someone tells you that they will kill themselves or harm themselves, if you leave them or vice versa, if you say that you will hurt yourself, if someone leaves you, you are not okay to be in a relationship. They are not okay to be in a relationship. That is toxic. That means that you or whoever is saying that has serious fucking mental health issues that they need to work out before you can be in a relationship. Don't at me. So... He's telling me he's going to hurt himself. He's throwing a tantrum. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, hmm, how can I get him out of my fucking house? So I'm like, okay, you know what? Follow me. We're going to go somewhere. Everything's fine. Just, just follow me. Get in your car. I'll get in my car. We'll drive. So I had him follow me course I had him follow me all the way to his house I parked on the street he parked in the driveway and the entire way there I'm sorry I was texting and driving and I was texting his sister get here now he's gonna hurt himself he I just I I have to break up with him he cheated on me this girl really asked me like can't you work it out no I can't fucking work this shit out he cheated on me He, he fucking cheated on me and I have the so I get there and he's still throwing a tantrum when we get inside I remember this so vividly because it was a little scarring he sat on his couch in his living room screaming crying and he slammed himself back into the wall so he slammed the back of his head into the wall behind the couch like three times and then ran upstairs to his bedroom um so his sister finally got there and I said, listen, I cannot be here. I need to leave. Stay here and make sure he doesn't hurt himself, but I cannot be here. And she really was just like, oh, you can't you work it out? Like talk about it. I'm like, I know I can't be here. So I got in my mom's car and I left. And your girl got back with him because she's dumb as fuck. What, what? Um, yeah, no. So a couple days later, After I had to deal with all of that by my fucking self, mind you, because my mom was gone and my dad didn't live that like he lived fairly close. But I really I dealt with it myself. 
it was literally just me alone and my mom and my mom's dog. <laughs> no mom. So I cried myself to sleep for a couple nights. Um, my mom, of course, was in another country. So she was on a different time zone. So I had to wait until it was like 6 a.m. her time to call. And oh, God, it was horrible. So she finally comes home. And by the time she got home, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him a chance. So I told him, I was just like, I'm willing to to give you a chance, but you have to actually be a good boyfriend. Like you have to actually want to be with me. And he's like, I want to be with you. I, I, I love you. I want to be with you, please. Like all that stuff. And I wasted some fucking time of mine. I'm not going to lie. I wasted some of my time and I let myself get hurt because I will tell you the day I asked him if he could be a good boyfriend and I would take him back. He hugged me. And when he hugged me, I felt sick. I knew that I did not want to be touched by him. And I knew that I wouldn't want to be touched by him for a while, if ever again. So I tried to make it work. I tried to go on a couple dates with him. um, And it just, I ended up going to college. Yeah, I ended up having to leave for college. Um, Which, by the way, he never visited me. In, in the whole year that I was in college, he visited me once. Isn't that sweet? So I went off to college. I'm still a resident assistant. So I'm there for a week before everyone else. And I barely hear from him while I'm gone. I called him probably the first week of classes of my second year of college. And I just realized that it wasn't going to work. So I'm still, again, crying because this is a a big thing for me. I'm, you know, almost 19 at that point and I have to break up with my boyfriend of three years. So I told him that I didn't want to be with him anymore and he said, okay, okay, what happened to the screaming tantrum man that I was, that I just witnessed a couple weeks ago? He was like, yeah, no, no, if that's what you want. So I continued on to grieve that three-year relationship. Um, Like I said, we're going to get into that whole shit show later, Tinder and uh, meeting guys and shit like that. But this triggered my depression and anxiety. I've always had it. And now that I have it, I I can, you know, look back and say, oh yeah, that was anxiety. That was depression. I get that. But this was the blow up. I could not sleep for days, weeks. I had to sleep with earplugs. I had to have complete silence and I had to take um, Z-Quil to help me sleep almost every night. Um, if I wasn't taking Z-Quil, I was crying myself to sleep. Like that was it. Uh, I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink alcohol or anything like that. So like the only way of me coping and falling asleep or doing anything was just crying and sleeping. So the depression and the anxiety really kicked in. Thankfully, I started getting on meds and you guys kind of know the story moving forward from that. Um, But I always had this um, thought in the back of my mind that uh, it wasn't just that one girl. And I always, for some reason, thought it was three girls. Because 
the one I feel like it was the one that the girl told me about in the very beginning of the summer the one that he actually did sleep with and then there was another one which we're going to get into in a second um the thing that will always bother me is that whether it was one girl or three girls I had this image of who I thought he was in my head and he was very good at making it seem like that was him and I had this idea of who I thought we were as a couple and when I realized that he was cheating on me it it made me realize like what else was he lying about so that ended up giving me trust issues where I Honestly, if you ask my boyfriend, I need constant reassurance um, at this point. Uh, sometimes I'll just look at him and be like, are you mad at me? And he's like, no, I'm sleeping. So I need constant reass- reassurance because of this shit that I went through. Now, a year goes by, I do my whole phase and I meet love my life we've been together for almost five years and we're going to get married within the next couple of years, have kids, all of that. I found out over this past summer, um, not 2020 summer, obviously, because who the fuck is leaving their house, uh, 2019 summer, um, that someone I had suspected he slept with, he did indeed sleep with her. Now, I thought that it was more in the beginning of the summer, like before I had um, gotten back from school, found out that it was actually after I had already left to go back to school, after I gave him a second chance. Yeah, isn't that nice? Um, It was a friend of his, uh, of ours, she was in the friend group. Uh, She had dated one of the guys in the friend group for two years of the three years that me and him were dating and they were all hanging out and apparently he pressured her into having sex that's not sweet and she told me I I was first of all so anxious to be anywhere near her because I did not know what was going to go down I didn't know what was going to be said um but I knew that I had to be strong and get answers because I have actually not seen my ex since I left for college that year. I have not seen his face in public. Um, I made it a very nice point to avoid places that he would go. I have not seen him in six years. Thank God. Um, So I was nervous to see her at least because I know that they may have had a thing. So... We sat down. We were all drinking. It was a nice party. And I was like, listen, I'm drunk, so I'm just going to take advantage of it. I got to tell you. And I told her all the shit that he did. And I to- and she just started crying. And immediately I knew. And she was like, I'm so sorry. She was like, I. he told me that you guys weren't together. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe we weren't together. And we kind of figured it out. We were definitely together during that time. And it was kind of disgusting not her her I forgive 100% if you're hearing this you know who you are I am not mad I do not hold a single bad grudge I don't blame you at all um 
and I will never blast you on anything um, because I really appreciate you at least saying something to me. Um, I truly believe that you didn't know that we were together at the time. Him, I've been blasting him for 45 minutes because he fucking deserves it. And like I said, I'm a Scorpio. I hold grudges, but I don't think I'm ever going to release the grudge. <laughs> I was just picturing like the uh, grudge, the Juan. Oh, God, sorry. Release the grudge. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Okay. No. So I don't think I'm ever going to let go of all of this until I really got it out and I really. I wanted to kind of scream it to the rooftops <laughs> because he was responsible for triggering my mental illness that has caused me so much grief in the past five years, six years, that it's been so difficult for me. And because I've never seen him, because I haven't spoken with him, I don't know if he has ever understood what he did to me. So I have a a small portion of me hoping that someone he knows listens to me and I'll be like, oh my God, Amber's talking shit about you on her podcast because guess what? I fucking am. Okay. I'm talking shit about you because you fucking hurt me, dude. Um, so part of me really wants him to know what he did because I know I'm never going to get an apology. I know that I have to make my own closure and I've tried multiple times to make my own closure. I've been in a wonderfully stable and loving relationship where I'm told I'm beautiful every single morning and every single night when I look like the grudge. He still tells me how wonderful I am, but I had to make my own closure for this because um, with my mental health increasing and and getting better. I think this is something that I actually really need to let go of because I still think I hold on to it. And I think if I can say, you know what? I'm clean of you. I like I'm washing my hands of you, then maybe it's like, okay, yep, I have mental illness, but I'm not blaming anyone anymore. Okay? This is it's gone. Like it's not gone. <laughs> Sorry. It's not gone. It's um it's just gotten better, you know? And if I keep holding on to, he did this to me, it's just toxic for me. I've moved on. I'm extremely happy. And I have this wonderful future that I'm excited for. So if you know my ex, please tell him I said fuck off and that I'm still waiting for an apology. (laughs) Even though I said I didn't want one, I didn't need to know, whatever. Um, that is all the tea I have to spill. If you've been listening for the past 52 minutes, I am so proud of you. Um, stay tuned to listening at the end after the music, uh, because there's some fucking bloopers in this one. Um, but yeah, stay fat. Vibing. Sorry guys, I'm talking... Oh, I have so much rage and so much that I'm a Scorpio. I hold grudges. Okay. So I am sorry. 
I'm going to get it out. And then I'm not going to talk about it again. That was like New Jersey, New York, Canada accent. You're welcome. Um, do it for the clout. Do, do it for the clout. Do it for the vine. I ain't going to do it. Do it for the vine. I ain't going to do it. Do it for the vine. I ain't going to do it. Do it for the vine. I ain't going to do it. I'm so sorry. I'm going to delete that.